This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right. Right. Welcome back to the Rams Talk podcast. Today we are joined with Mark Halliwell ahead of the Cheltenham Town fixture, Cheltenham Town versus Derby County. Mark, how are you doing? I'm okay, uh, Adam. Thank you very much. Uh, well, I've been better considering the position that my football club finds itself in. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I'm okay. Unfortunately, so that's I mean that's how it goes, isn't it? Going straight into it, we'll get we'll get talking. It obviously. Just to mention, we are recording this ahead of the Tuesday night fixtures. Obviously, Cheltenham Town are playing Fleetwood Town, Derby County. We're playing Blackpool. Um, two clubs in the very close proximity to each other. So that's quite interesting there. But we'll go straight into it. We'll start off. Obviously, we're very early in the season, aren't we? But it's not It's not been a great start for Cheltenham. I don't think I'm too far away from saying that. But I mean, what is your opinion, Mark, on the start of the season? I'll just let you take the floor on this one. It's been it's been a disaster, an absolute disaster. You can't you can't dress it up in any way, shape or form. And uh, for a for a professional club to have gone ten league games without scoring a goal is quite is embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing, and um, it cost Wade Elliott his job. Uh, and I don't think there's any football club anywhere that would keep a manager when you've gone through that run. Wade did brilliantly for us last year, got us 16th in the division, um, a second highest finish we've ever had in our history in the Football League. And um, But you can't defend the start to the season. There are, there, there are mitigating circumstances. We've had quite a lot of injuries and all that, but injuries don't prevent people scoring goals. You know, there's other players around who can do it and just haven't, for whatever reason, uh, in some games we haven't even created many chances. In, in other games we have. We've hit the bar, we've hit the post, we've had goalkeepers making brilliant saves against us. But that's not in every game. That's only in, you know, a few of the games. And... um now we've got Daryl Clark in charge. He's, he took charge today as we're recording this. Actually, I've just come back from uh, from meeting him, actually. And um, he seems very straight talking. One of the questions he was asked was, what was your message to the players at training today? And he turned around and said, they haven't been good enough. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's what you want to hear from a manager. You don't want to hear any, any sugarcoating and... and 
you know, he, but he knows it's not going to be a quick fix. And, but there's absolutely no dressing up what has been an absolutely disastrous start to the season. And already, effectively, we've given the rest of the division the 10-game head start. And now we've got to try and find a way. Even, even those clubs who've had points deducted are, are quite a way above us now in the table, which is even more embarrassing when you think about it. But no, it's uh, in a nutshell, not been good enough. And um, a lot of people... Uh, a lot of players have, have, have just underperformed and need to need to step it up. Or this new manager, uh, he won't put up with that. He'll he'll have them out as soon as he can. Otherwise, so they're playing for their futures a lot of them. Yeah, I think I think when you said when you said about the honesty from Daryl Clark, I think that's what every every football fan likes, isn't it? A bit of honesty yeah. from the manager, especially, yeah, especially in the position that that Cheltenham were in. And then we'll go on to talk. Obviously, I know Daryl Clark hasn't wasn't in the club at this point, but obviously the, the summer transfer window, Alfie May mm. left for Charlton. and obviously he was a big, a big goal scorer last season. I mean, I, I find parallels between Cheltenham and Derby and the fact that obviously we had David McGoldrick last season and now we're struggling to score a little bit without him. So there's parallels there. I can understand that. But what do you make of the summer transfer window then from a Cheltenham Town point of view, obviously the start of the season and what do you make of it? It was dominated by Alfie May. And um, a lot of Cheltenham fans uh, will tell you that he was given away on the cheap, uh, believed to be around £200,000, which is a ridiculous price for a player who scored 43 goals in the last two seasons. Um, I know for a fact, by the way, that uh, Derby had a sniff and they were they were interested. I know that for a fact. I would have liked and, him a lot. I, th- I thought he was a great well, player last season. I must admit, I must admit, last season I thought when when he was scoring all those goals, and then and Derby were just, I thought struggling to just to get into that playoff push and just needed that little. I thought that I thought he'd be ideal. I thought you think he's yourself right. If I was Paul Warren, I'd be on the phone on May the eighth saying, "How much do you want for Alfie May? Get him up here." And I just thought absolutely nailed on that he would be the sort of player yeah. that Derby would want. I don't think there's any team in the top sort of eight or 10, 12 clubs in League One who, who wouldn't want him in their team. Um, but he's a South London boy. He's, he's a South London Kent boy. So you know, he's gone home effectively. You know, I think Charlton's, I think the Valley's about five minutes from his mum and dad's house. So yeah, you, you can't. You can't look at it that way, but it's dropped us right in the car. And um, we had Aidan Keener here last year, who scored a few goals at the back end of last year, signed from Sligo. Um, but he hasn't done it this year. He just hasn't. He hasn't looked the same player this year. Whether that's because Alfie's gone, or whether that's because you know we haven't been able to find a way of playing without Alfie that has suited him. Uh, we brought Rob Street in, who was at Shrewsbury last year. He hasn't looked like scoring a goal. Um, and then <laughs> who else? But um, so, and we, we've now got we've now got seven players on loan. You can only use five, so it's been a bit of a muddle, really. It's all been a bit of a mess and a muddle. And um, so the summer transfer window, you can say, I know you, I know you look at recruitment sometimes, and you think, oh well, we'll just recruitment at the end of the season and see what the recruitment's like. But ten games in, you can already see that the recruitment hasn't been good enough. So, and again, that's another thing for Daryl Clark to wrestle with. But Daryl Clark's got to use these players. He's got 29 players in the squad. So he's got enough players to blooming choose from. Um, so he's got 29 players 
to work with until January, and then it'll be very, very interesting to see what changes he makes. Because even by the way he's talking now, like he was at the game against uh, Lincoln on Saturday, and he said he's watched every single game that we've played. Uh, he's watched back, you know, videos of every single game that we've that we've played, and he said, well, his exact words were something like, "There were things, there were a number of things in there that wouldn't happen." in a Daryl Clark team. So you can see already that he's thought, nah. And you can think to yourself, there's probably several players in there already just by watching those videos that he thought, nah, I'm not having you, mate. So, you know, I think we could have some, I think January could be very, very interesting. But until then, he's got to find a formula to to get these players to work. And um, it, it's going to be difficult because some of them quite painfully aren't up to it. Yeah, I think... I think once again it goes back to the honesty that you mentioned before, and I also I think I think it leads me quite nicely onto my next question. Um, and obviously Cheltenham have had, had had a tough start, obviously as we've said, not to dress it up in any other way. But looking at the stats, obviously I'm not a Cheltenham Town fan, so you know better than than me. But looking at who's the the player on form at the moment, it says surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says well, well looking over the stats, it, it mentions Lewis Freestone. Yeah, is a good average rating, but then it also mentions Curtis Davis, which obviously yeah. a former Derby County man last season. Who, yeah. who for you has been the player this season, which you think has, has probably been the best player on average so far? Obviously in that struggling team, but yeah, could really kick yeah. on. You, you, you say Lewis Freestone. I mean, Lewis has done done very very well. He came in uh, a couple of years ago and he didn't have a great start, and the fans were like, no, "I'm not sure about you," and he was getting a bit of stick. Last season, he was brilliant until he got injured um, at Christmas and then he came back. And so, no, he's he, he's done very, very well. And he's turned himself into a decent player, I think, at this level. Um, Elliot Bonds as well in the field. He's done okay. Um, he's another one of them, I think, can sort of say, yeah, I've done right. Liam Sirkham is another. Uh, we've got a lad on loan from Bournemouth called Owen Bevan, who is a centre-half, Wales Under-21 international. And he's probably actually the reason at the moment that Curtis can't get in the team because uh, he's come in and he's done very, very well. And of the seven loans we've got, he's probably the one of them who has shown that he can cut it uh, at this level. Uh, as for Curtis, he came in, uh, he's very good friends with Wade Elliott, which is basically why he signed for us. Uh, and he's, he admitted that straight away. So, um, and now Wade's gone. Will he... You know, the the question for among some Cheltenham fans is: Will he stick around? You know, or will he just decide that that's it? You know, my mate's gone because he's always said. I think he gave the impression when he came that you know he was going to play for this season, and then he might that might be it for him, and he might uh, then go into media, which is what he wants to do, and he's he's pretty good at it, to be fair. Uh, you know, he's done, he's done quite a lot for Sky, hasn't he, and, and other and other people. So the talk. It, he gave that impression. So now we're sort of wondering, oh, now his mate's gone, will he? But it doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be that way. I think it'd be quite important actually for 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 Daryl Clark to, to have around, to be honest, because I think he'll be quite useful to to use, you know, experience wise. Um he's played he played a few games. He started off, we played Bolton at home and he had a pretty ropey game in that one. But then he's come back well. And in most of the games that he's played since, he's done pretty well. Uh, he had a really good game against Reading. We, we lost there. He had a really good game at Portsmouth. 
when we got our only point. Um, so he had a really good game there um, up against Colby Bishop. Looked after Colby Bishop really well in that game. That's probably his best game for us. Uh, but last couple of games, he actually found himself on the bench because um, we played a four. We started both of those games with a four, uh, with Owen Bevan and Lewis Freestone as the two. And he couldn't, and so Curtis was sort of the old man out, really. So it'd be interesting to see if Daryl Clark goes back to a three tomorrow, he might come back into the team. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, like you mentioned there, that there could be some changes in terms of Daryl Clark's team coming up. Obviously, Fleetwood tomorrow, Derby County on Saturday. Mm. And that leads me into my next question now. Obviously, Fleetwood tomorrow, so you've got to try and bear that in mind. You can lead into that. But what are your thoughts, Heather Derby? Do you think Cheltenham are going to sit back defensively or, or what do you expect from Daryl Clark and his team coming in these um, next two games? I think I'm, I'm really, I mean, I'm really hoping we get some sort of bounce. You know, it's not, it's not difficult to get better from where we are. Um, I thought Saturday at Lincoln was the poorest performance of all that we've had this year. And um, when you consider we haven't scored a goal and we've lost practically every game, that's saying something really when when that one is the worst of the lot. Uh, but it was. Um, and not really. And it was surprising that it was because you've got your new manager sat in the stand there and you think, right, I'm going to go out there. And you think, let's go out there, give that extra 10%, really, really stick it in, you know. And, and, and that, I think, would have told... Daryl Clark a lot about what he's got and what and the sort of players that he's got in his squad. So a few of them didn't do themselves any favours by any means, and the, the only people who probably benefited from that were the people who weren't in the team, like Curtis, like we're talking about. Because, uh, but um, we got three home games. We got Fleetwood uh, Tuesday, then Derby, then we got Newport. In- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Papa John's, and then we haven't got a game because of the international break. So you've got, he's got these three home games, and I think he'll be looking at as many players as he can look at in those three games, in a game, and seeing what he's got, and seeing what he seeing what he wants to do. He normally plays a three, but he has played all sorts of formations. So it's it's really difficult to try and second guess how he's gonna how he's gonna play and what, what sort of system he's gonna play. Um Derby at home, difficult. It's gonna be difficult for us. It's gonna be hard. I mean I would expect Bolton came, Barnsley came, they dominated the ball when they came and I suspect Derby will do the same. So I expect us to, to, you know, I think it'll be pretty slim pickings for us, really. If we could get a draw out of the game, I'd be absolutely delighted. Uh, if we could score a goal, it would be a miracle. You'd probably have, you know, half of Cheltenham would be celebrating, would be running on the pitch. But um, <laughs> but no, um, 
tough, really tough game again. And probably, but probably the sort of game he would want, Daryl Clark would want. Because if you think about it, you've got Fleetwood at home tomorrow, which is a game against a team in and around you. So you can see that's going to be, that's going to probably be a horrible, ugly fight of a game. So you'll see, right, how many of my players are up for that sort of game? Then you've got Derby on Saturday, which is probably a bit different. A game probably you're not expected to win. A game where you're probably not going to get much of the ball. A team where you know, you're going to bring a bigger away support. It's going to be a good atmosphere, good noise. But then how do your players respond to that challenge? So you've got two different challenges. You've got the Fleetwood challenge and the Derby challenge. And they're two very different challenges. So he'll learn a lot, I think, from his players in those two games about what he's got and how he's and how they and how they and how they're going to fight in the games ahead. But um, now I actually had Derby in my top six for this season, so that's that's where I think Derby will will be. I think they will be somewhere in the top six. So you're looking at a very very tough game. If we get something out of it, then it'll be great. But I'm not putting my house on it. Yeah, I think. I think what's interesting there is you bring up obviously the two completely different matches in terms of how to approach it. Obviously, like you said, the the one that's going to be a real battle, I think, is Fleetwood. And I agree with you. I think Derby really, I think from a Derby fan's point of view, at the moment, we're in a strange position where we're better away from home than at home, mm. which is always strange, especially as Derby have usually always struggled away from home. It seems to have switched. And, and that is, from my opinion, of obviously going the away games this season, is that when we sit back at home, teams sit back against us too and we, we cancel each other out. But away from home, when we sit back and teams have more of a precedence to come at us, then we seem mm. to do better. So if if Cheltenham do go a bit rigid and sit back, I think it could be quite an interesting game. And Derby, don't we're see, not... A, I, don't see Cheltenham, I don't see Cheltenham... I don't think it would be a good thing for Cheltenham to sit back. Because if you sit... No. I think if Cheltenham, if Cheltenham were to sit back against Derby, then you're just asking him to get beat. I think I really don't think that I really don't think we can. I don't think we've got the players capable of doing it either, because I just think we. I just don't think we've got the players capable of sitting back and saying, you know, and absorbing it because we've conceded some blooming awful goals. So I just don't see us being capable of doing it. I think at the moment Derby are quite a quite a one-dimensional team going forward. Using the wings, um, that'll be that'll be where Cheltenham will have to do most of the defending out yeah. wide. Definitely, Derby. We we rarely go through the middle, um, and most of our goals do come from crosses into the box. Which obviously a lot of teams in League One, it's their forte to defend balls into the box from the wide areas, and and definitely will be an interesting game. Obviously, last time Derby came to Cheltenham. Obviously, it was that three-two win for Derby. We had yeah, that it was a cracking game. That was cracking game. Opening mm-hmm. minute, the first goal went in. Then Derby that goal sh- was it? Uh, that goal from about from three Bird, miles out. Yeah, probably Bird, the best was... goal I've ever seen. Obviously, yeah, Max Bird's goal from about three miles out because we yeah. took the lead, didn't we? Yeah. We took the lead really early on, and then by about fifteen minutes gone, it was two-one. And uh, yeah, oh. we had that strange yeah. spell where we. Went on the attack and then everything seemed to go in. Then we, but then we, came, toward, we came right yeah, back into the, the game, didn't game, we? Yeah. We had a really good spell, didn't we? And we, I think, we nearly got it back to two-two, and then it went three, and then and then went, and three-two, and then I'm pretty sure you hit the crossbar in the last minute. I'm pretty sure, and it was three-two-two. So Max Bird's goal was the one that sort of everybody's going to remember from that. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a spectacle to say the least, and, and right from the away end, you could you could really see the swerve on it. I mean, coming into this game, 
I could see more of the same in terms of the entertainment value, personally. I think if, if Cheltenham get a bounce against Fleetwood, which I think is very possible, Fleetwood, mm. you know, are a struggling side. I know they're coming off the back mm. of their first victory yeah. on Saturday, but I think we could see more of the same. I mean, do you have a score prediction for us? Do you, do you have a score prediction? Can, uh, <laughs> I'm putting, I'm saying it now, Cheltenham will score against us. Cheltenham will. No. Uh, I'm going to say we will score, but I think Derby will win 3-1. Okay. Well, I think I Derby think, will win 3-1. Yeah, I think, I think tomorrow night's fixtures... Will will decide everyone's thoughts ahead of it. Tomorrow well, night's fixtures might might change it. You know what I mean? You know, if we if we come if we're coming off a, a good win against Fleetwood, then everybody's going to be up. You know, the new managers come in, the fans are going to be up. We'll have had a win, we'll have scored a goal, we'll have done all that. So, and that might just lift everything going into Derby. But if it's more of the same, then we're still going to be like we are at the moment, which is flat as anything. Um, the new manager has given us a bit of a lift, but only a bit, if you know what I mean. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, we, we like the way he talks. He's really straight talking. We're hoping he can do this, do that. Uh, but we haven't seen it yet. That's the point. I think until we've actually seen it, you know, quarter to ten tomorrow night, we might be we might be feeling a bit different about it. But at the moment, if you ask me, I'd say 3-1 Darwin. Yeah, I think... I think that's the thing, isn't it? Tomorrow night, obviously, having to record these before the Tuesday night no, fixtures. No, no, we'll, I get that. Yeah, no, I get we'll, that. We'll, just, we'll decide everyone's got, opinions. Obviously. You're playing Blackpool, are you? Yeah, which I think is, yeah, yeah, which is a difficult game. And especially with Derby being, I think everybody's feeling a little bit low after the 0-0 draw so, against Cambridge. I'm not sure about Blackpool. They haven't really fired yet, have they? You're, you're both no. sort of mid, you're both in sort of mid-table, aren't you? Neither, neither of you sort of caught, neither team's really sort of caught fire yet. No, I think I think I could see another draw tomorrow night. Personally, I think Derby we're we're nowhere near our best at the minute. I think we've seen our best against Peterborough away. Um, yeah. But I see with that, Derby, yeah, what I see with Derby is a team that hasn't quite fired yet. You know, they've still got still got a bit more to come. You know, I look at your team and I look at players like Waghorn and Collins and Barkays and then Mendes Lang and Sibley and Bird and Washington, and I think. Yeah, they should be. They should be a bit better than. They should be a bit yeah, better I think, than twelve. We're all thinking that at the moment. Unfortunately, well, just, as, just as an outsider, that's the way yeah. I look at it. Yeah, I, no, I think I think that's. I think a bit. Fair. I think that you that that Derby haven't quite fired yet, but when you um, but then when you do, you might go on a decent run and uh, get yourselves into that top six. Because I, I said top six. I said, I actually thought. You know, I looked at teams like Bolton, yourselves, Portsmouth, uh, and, and I, I did say Blackpool as well. I thought they'd be up there. I thought Barnsley would be up there. I thought even maybe Charlton when they signed Alfie would be up there, but that doesn't look like in Portsmouth, of course. But yeah, I just don't see that you've fired yet. And as I say, I think I, I don't think it's a bad game for us to have with the, with the second game for the new manager. I don't think it's a bad game for us to have. But I still don't see us getting it in. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm not exactly optimistic. Well, well it, it, I'd, I'd be classic Derby County. I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet too far away from that. But but then but then going now, obviously looking on for the rest of the season. Daryl Clark's come in. He's going to mm. have the January transfer window to try yeah. and 
shift yeah. around that squad. Like you said, it's a big squad, so he's going to have people to move on. What do you think for the rest of the season? Do you, are you positive, optimistic? I'm more positive than I was. Let's put it that way. Having seen, I've seen every single game, and we were only going one way. I thought, flipping egg at this rate, we're going to be we're going to be relegated with record points low and record everything. But this has just given me a bit more optimism. You know, Daryl Clark, he's managed 500 odd games at this, uh, this you know, at League One, League Two levels. So he knows his way around. He knows how to set a football team up. He knows. He knows players. He knows how to get the best out of players. Um, but you have to say, in the situation that we're in, if he keeps us up, it'll be unbelievable. Even at, even at this early stage, if he keeps us up, then deserves a medal. Um, I would take twentieth place now. I really would. I would take twentieth place now because because of the situation we're in. Because he's got to. He's got to bring a team from such a low, which is where we are at the moment. And first of all, he's got to stabilise it. Then he's got to try and take it on. And he's got 36 games to do it. Still enough games. You know, if, if we were 10 games from the end of the season, cheerio. But we're only 10 games in. So there's plenty of time, I see, for him to be able to uh, to, to to do something. And if he can keep us, if he can get us to 20th, then it'll be one of the best achievements that a manager of this club has ever done. And you know, we've had a few, you know, we've had promotions, we've had cup runs, we've had all sorts of things. But this one, this would be right up there. If he keeps up after the start we've had, if he keeps us up, unbelievable achievement. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you there. Obviously I'm 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 an outsider looking in, but obviously well, I mean you just look at the league table yeah. and you can see <laughs> what I might, you know, you look at yeah. it. Played 10, one none, drawn one, lost nine, goals for naught, goals against 17 points one. You keep somebody up from that situation, you know, whether you've watched every game or none, you can say, well, fair play to him for doing that. It would it would be a superb, a superb achievement, both for Cheltenham and probably Daryl Clark personally, to come in as a manager and, and achieve that definitely. Um I understand what relegation's like most recently with Derby, but no, I completely understand it's a low one, isn't it? It's yeah, a low one, but we've still got 36 games to go. And I, I think the only way is up for Cheltenham, isn't it? You can't you can't go any lower. So the only the only way up. the only way is up. That's, we've that's hit we've hit the bottom. We've hit the bottom. We've hit the, the lowest point. We can't go any worse. We can't go any worse. Well you know? well I think on, on that note of talking about the future we'll, We'll, we'll wrap it up here. I think it's been a good conversation between me and Mark talking about Cheltenham Town, Cheltenham versus Derby, thoughts of the season. Uh, we'll probably be meeting on Saturday, Derby, Cheltenham versus Derby, and, and Cheltenham will probably have a goal or be looking for a goal against Derby, put it that way. I'm, I'm optimistic for you, Mark. I want I want Cheltenham to score tomorrow night. Thank you, Adam. I'm, I'm, that's very good of you to say. I Thank want, you. I want, yeah. I want a goal for Cheltenham. It, it has to happen. To, it has to happen. But no, thanks yeah. everybody who's listened. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can you can watch or listen on YouTube, Spotify, all your podcast sources. And also thank you for voting us in the Football Content Awards. Um, we've been nominated for that and, and continue voting for us. The, the All the information for that is on our social medias. Uh, go check out what Mark does, obviously. Superb view on Cheltenham and also great, a great and balanced opinion. Thank you for listening. And this has been the Rams Talk podcast preview ahead of Cheltenham Town versus Derby County.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.